Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project Fortitude, a podcast created to help make you the best version of yourself possible. My name is Lewis, and this is episode number four. So, for the fourth episode, what I want to do is fittingly discuss four books that I've read over my lifetime that have fundamentally changed the way that I view life, how I approach life, and how I handle difficult situations. These four books have improved me mentally and benefited my life overall. So, hopefully you can take a few of these books, if not all of them, get a chance to read them, and hopefully they benefit you as well. So, let's go ahead and get into this. Alright, so, before I get into listing the books, I do want to preface this by saying that these books are not listed in any particular order. They're not ranked from best to worst or worst to best or favorite to least favorite, anything like that. There are four books that I've read over my lifetime that have fundamentally assisted me in how I view life, how I approach life, how I attack everyday life. These four books have helped me out since I've read them until now, and I've taken a lot from them. So I just want to put that out there. But with that being said, I do want to say that the very last book that I mentioned is the book that's affected me and impacted me the most. It's a book that um, to this day, I still try to reread it once a year and I'll go more into details about that book when I get to it. I also wanna talk about the fact that I'm not gonna give you all the information from the books. I'm gonna give you kind of a synopsis, kind of give you tidbits of information about these titles because I want to tempt you and pique your interest. And I really hope that everyone out there can, whether it's one book or all of them, go out there, get a ha- get your hands on a physical copy, an ebook, you know, an audiobook, whether it's through Amazon, whether it's through your local library, I do encourage you to go out there and really take these books, ingest them, read them, and see how they affect you. Now, the very first book I'm going to talk about is no surprise that this book is on the list for anyone that knows me, uh, family, friends, loved ones, people that spend time with me on a regular basis. It's not going to be a surprise that this book is on the list. And that book is a book titled Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. These two gentlemen, Mr. Willink and Mr. Babin, um, both served in the Iraqi war. They were in the Battle of Ramadi. They are just all around badasses. I mean, if you look at them, if you see them, they're the walking definitions of like manliness and leadership. Extreme Ownership is a book about leadership. It's a book about being able to, in everyday life, make sure that you are leading in everything that you do. Now, Extreme Ownership, the book basically breaks down to a simple principle that everything that happens in your life, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is your responsibility. Nobody else is to blame. That principle that the book talks about is a very harsh principle, but it's a very effective principle. And whenever I first read it, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, this is kind of insane. You know, how can you be responsible for everything in your life? But that's kind of the point of the book is that if you take direct responsibility for everything that's going on in your life and take responsibility for all of the outcomes that happen with it, you then have more control of what goes on in your life. And when I first read this book about, I want to say it was about three years ago, maybe four years ago, I had, first of all, I had heard about Jocko Willink because 
the algorithm on YouTube, you know, whenever you watch certain videos or listen to certain songs or podcasts, you know, you kind of get recommended videos. And I saw this dude on there is Jocko Willink, US Navy SEAL. And so I kind of clicked on him because it piqued my interest. And I heard him talk, heard about him, you know, heard him speak, heard him, you know, excerpts of what, you know, he experienced. And I liked it, you know, he seemed like a really interesting individual. And then I found out he is also an author. And so after I watched some of his stuff, maybe about a month or two later, I came across his book and, you know, I picked up a book and I just happened to come across it. And it said Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And I was like, oh, that's the guy who I've been watching the videos on. So went ahead and read the book. And I think I read it from cover to cover in about two days. I mean, it, for me, it was one of those books that when I started to read it, it was hard for me to put it down because captured my attention very, very well. Like I said, extreme ownership talks a lot about nobody else is to blame but yourself for whatever outcomes there are in life. And I really love that concept. It resonated with me because I personally have experienced a lot of, I wouldn't say negativity, but a lot of disappointment in life. And I was always quick to say, well, had this not been the case or had that other person done this or that, things would be different. But reading this book and really cementing the fact that even if it's something simple, like somebody cuts you off in traffic, that's your fault. You should have been more aware. The situa situational awareness should have been there a lot more. You should have taken into account, you know, where you're going, the time you had, you could have left earlier. All of these factors play into it. And, I, and reading this book really changed the way I approached life in that everything that I do, whether it's small or large, I do it knowing that, okay, whatever the outcome is, it's going to be a reflection of me. Even if it's something as far fetched, like, okay, well, I had this planned, and then there was an accident, and now I'm going to be late to the plan. Well, to most people, it's going to be like, okay, well, it's just, you know, randomness, you know, you were on your way somewhere to a destination, there was an accident, now you're going to be 1520 minutes late, right? But if you follow the principles of extreme ownership, that is directly your fault. So you can kind of see what's going on and say, okay, I have to get from point A to point B. Let me map out where I'm going to go. Let me see the distance that it's going that I'm going to cover, how much time is expected for me to happen. On top of that, let me have a plan B and a plan C for different routes I'm going to take just in case there's accidents to happen. So I'm not late. I'm going to leave a little bit earlier. You know, things like that are what the book preaches, that everything is within your control. So even the most mundane to the more critical things, everything is effectively at your hands and at your disposal in order to get the best results possible. And that really clicked with something inside of my brain. And I, ever since I've read that book, like I've really tried to keep that, that principle close to my heart and act on it throughout all the, all the actions that I take throughout the day. Um, the book does a really good job of giving examples that these two individuals had when they were in Iraq during the Iraq war, during the battle of Ramadi, um, situations that they had with, um, their own comrades against the enemies, different really, and, and they do a really good job of kind of putting you in the spot, the way the book is written makes you feel like you're there. They'll talk about a situation, a problem that they encountered, something where they had to take a risk to kind of get out of the situation. 
and then right after they they show you how they figured it out and got through that problem they will then give you a bit of information on how that principle applies to the business world so the book kind of is broken down into here's an example of what happened in war and now this is how these same principles that got us to victory can be used in the business world you know and I, that's they do a really good job of illustrating that with their words in both the war and business aspect um the book talks a lot about how you know the, a leader has to have the ability to stay calm how they need to mitigate the risk before they take on a project it's a really really fascinating book and i highly recommend it you know it's one of those books that if you read it and if it really resonates and really gets to you that idea that principle of extreme ownership is going to stick with you for life i know that it has with me and i highly recommend it that's extreme ownership by jocko willink all right so the second book that i'm going to talk about is a book that is called man's search for meaning by an individual named victor frankel all right to give you a little bit of backstory with uh victor frankel he was actually an Austrian neurologist, and he actually was a prisoner in some of the concentration camps during World War II. And this book is, for me personally, kind of hard to get through because of all the stuff that is in there about the concentration camps and, you know, the experiences that this gentleman went through. Uh, he was bounced around between two different concentration camps. He was in Auschwitz, which is the most infamous of the concentration camps. And he wrote the book once he was able to survive and get out of, you know, Nazi Germany, and he was freed from the concentration camps. He actually wrote the book in about a nine day period. So he kind of just, he, you know, he had, he had it all there and just put it up pen to paper and he wrote it. And this book, for me kind of exemplifies the amazing human characteristic that a lot of people take for granted or don't really think about a lot and that's resiliency i think that human beings are incredibly resilient and i think that we don't give each other credit for having that trait and i think that we're able to endure so much and still come out on the other side and this book really encompasses that and so reading this book kind of puts things into perspective to where if you're having a bad day or if you're, you know, going through a bad breakup or, you know, whatever, you lost your job, something of that nature, something that seems really terrifying or, or devastating. This book puts into perspective the resiliency that we have in our, our human souls and the fact that what you might be going through, whether it's, you know, having issues with the loved one or issues at work, it's not even a blip on the radar to what this guy had to go through when he was in the concentration camps and what all the Jewish prisoners, anybody that had to go through the concentration camps, what they had to go through. Like most of our days, our problems are nothing, but we make them seem into things that are so massive and overwhelming. But, you know, if we, if we really saw the horrors that happened in Auschwitz, in all the concentration camps, you know, we would be so glad to go through whatever tiny little road bumps we have to go through. And so the book is really about seeing purpose in life and trying to find something that's good, positive, something that's motivating to keep you going in life. 
Um, Viktor Frankl talks about this in the book, and he really mentions that the importance of finding a purpose in life, you know, some people that might be their family, some people it might be music, some people it might be their, their painting, some people it may just be, you know, finding true love, whatever it is, everyone needs to find a purpose in their own life. And the importance of it is imagining the outcome of that purpose in a positive way. And I think that is a very powerful statement because I said it in the in a previous episode of the podcast that I think as human beings, we really underestimate the power of our thoughts and the power of our words. And a lot of the times we get caught up in like negative emotions that we say or we think things that aren't the best. And lo and behold, that kind of manifests itself. And so this really, to me, solidifies that even when things are at their bleakest or at their worst, if you stay positive, if you find a reason to stay positive, and if you speak positivity, it helps you out so much. Um, you know, he believed that prisoners who saw the future, you know, in a more positive way, it affected their results. So if, you know, if someone sees something in a negative way, the outcome is less likely to be favorable, favorable for them. Whereas if something happens and it's negative, but if someone continues a positive outlook and speaks positive terms, the outcome will be more favorable for them. And the book really speaks a lot of volume to that. Um, the book also speaks about um, the freedom of choice in terrible situations to find meaning in suffering. And to me, that was very important because I, I'm a big believer that even if something terrible is happening, there's always something we can learn from it. And there's some kind of meaning we get from it. You know, and I find it beautiful in a way that even though people have these issues that could be very traumatizing, there's still a sense of resilience that they gain from it. And then when they come out on the other side, they're a lot better from it. You know, sometimes it's harder to get through to the other side, but in doing so, you come back stronger. It's like that old saying says, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And so Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, it's a very powerful book. I, you know, I also recommend this book highly, highly. And I think that this book, out of all of them, really will show you like, hey, there's always a silver lining for something. And it shows you the power of your thoughts that no matter how bad things get, if you stay positive and if you keep knowing and kind of visualizing that positive outcome, it helps you out so much psychologically. And it really does push you to that next level where you're able to see these things till the end in a positive light and come out on the other side. You know, I, I know people that all they do is complain about life and then, you know, they just end up getting terrible results. But, you know, if they just switch their thinking up a little bit, if they just switch up their, their way of visualizing things and the outcome, they could probably have a better result. But unfortunately, a lot of people just tend to, to sit there and, and whine and complain about things. But that really affects how life turns out for a lot of people. And I mean, this book just get your hands on a copy of this book and read it. And it's going to be, it's going to be a special book and it's going to really change the way you see issues and how to overcome adversity. So that's man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl.
Oh, great. So third book that I want to talk about is actually a book that's written by the Dalai Lama, the 14th Dalai Lama. And it's a book that's in t that's titled How to See Yourself as You Really Are. So this book I actually read, I want to say it was in my mid-20s, maybe I was like 24 or 25. And I was going through a lot of mental stress at the time. There was a lot of social stress. There was a lot of stress about what I was doing with myself, about, you know, relationship stress. There was I, that point in my life was kind of very downward spiral. You know, it was, it was very, it affected me a lot. And, you know, of course, it something affects you mentally, it then affects you physically, and it affects your performance at school or socially or work, whatever. And during that time, I kind of had a lot of that going on. And I remember coming across this book at a bookstore and picking it up and saying like, oh, you know, okay, you know, everyone knows Buddhism is kind of the, you know, a religion that, you know, uh, espouses a lot of peace and, you know, meditation and, you know, trying to achieve that level of, of, of happiness with yourself and peace with yourself. And so I kind of picked up the book and started reading it. And after about the first few pages, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and buy this. And I ended up purchasing the book and this book really affected me by helping me see the world as a much more beautiful place and helping me realize how to overcome stress. And this book really does a fantastic job because it, it talks about how everyone can achieve happiness, that it has to be done through, through knowledge, through understanding of yourself. And you know, it might get a little bit deeper um, philosophically than the other two books um, because it is directly associated with Buddhism, but the concepts still remain the same, that everyone has that ability to find that happy spot, to find that, that area that makes them happy. And in order to do that, you have to get a better, as the book says, um, understanding of yourself and really understand who you are, what you're doing, where you're going, you know, the places you've been, the places you're going to go. And you build that knowledge from yourself. And it kind of really opens the doors to seeing how everything in life is kind of tied together. Um, it talks about how you can see the world in a better light, how you can see other human beings in a better light. And I know it's interesting because I read this book like I said, in my mid twenties and fast forward, you know, some years later, it kind of seems like more so than not, whether it's true or not, it seems like a lot of people are very divided nowadays. It's, you know, left or right, it's liberal or it's conservative, it's this or it's that, like, there's a lot of division going on in this world. And there's a lot of, you know, negativity floating around. And so I think this book nowadays could help a lot of people out to kind of put that aside and see people from who they are and how we're connected and, and how we are all just part of this big world and we're all interconnected. It talks, it really does shine the light on how you can see beauty in the world. You know, it, it has a lot of interconnectedness is what they talk about in the book, how everything kind of relies on one another and how everything depends on one another really. And I think it's true. I think, you know, someone that you see on the street, you may not know, and so you may not care about, but that individual 
might know somebody who knows somebody else who knows someone that in the end of the day is going to help you with something. So it's kind of like this big chain that everyone is tied in. You know, it's, you know, for example, like it kind of gives an example of, if I'm not mistaken, I think it gives an example of like, you know, if, if you build a house, okay, well, in order to build a house and to live in it, you need power. So you need the electrician. So the electrician is tied into your life because they are providing power to your house. So then you can live comfortably in your home. And everything and everyone is intertwined together. And so, you know, you have to approach everyone with the most altruistic manner and they should do the same thing. And it was a wonderful book to read because it really, it really put a spotlight on how you treat people. And when I read this book, I kind of started to adapt the way that I perform socially. And instead of being kind of cold or instead of kind of being like, well, I'm not going to talk to anybody because they're, it's, it's none of their business. I kind of started to open up more and little things like just waving at people, smiling at people like, oh, okay, you know, you know, just, just showing them that, hey, you know, I'm not some kind of cold, sterile individual, you know, like how many people do you see throughout the day that don't even make eye contact with you or, or like say hi or anything or anything like that. And so as I started to do that, I noticed that people at first had an adverse reaction. They weren't sure, you know, what the end game was, but little by little people started to like either warm up, they'd say, hi, they, you know, some people would just ignore me and that'd be fine. But it really showed me over time how that benefits the individuals and myself. And it just makes the world a better place. It makes, it makes your life happier. It makes your life a lot less stressful. And it's just a, it took a ton of weight off my shoulders after reading that book and really putting those principles into action. It really took a ton of, of weight and stress off my shoulders that to this day, anyone that knows me can tell you that I'm probably one of the most laid back, easygoing individual individuals that they know. And that's because I kind of just go with the flow. It's like, Hey, you know, we're all connected. Things may not go good right now, but I'm still going to treat you with respect. I'm still going to help you, you know, as much as humanly possible, you know, you know, with the exception of you taking advantage of me, you know, cause the book talks about that too. And I kind of just roll with that flow and I never really stress about a lot of things. You know, even if the situations are stressful, I know that everything's going to work out all right. And so that's what I always say, like, it'll all work out. It'll all work out. And so the book really sharpened my, my tools for how to deal with stress. Um, the, the book also talks a lot about the importance of having compassion, morality, wisdom. And it also talks about the downfalls of feelings of jealousy or lust or hate, things that hold us back. And it's a really interesting book to read. It's a wonderful book, especially if you are in a situation where you're having a lot of stress and just feel like there's the weight of the world's crushing you. I can pe speak from personal experience that it really takes a ton of weight off your shoulders. And so that's a wonderful book to read. Um, the book is called How to See Yourself as You Really Are by the Dalai Lama. Okay, so we've made it down to the fourth book. So to recap, first was Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Secondly was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And then the third book was How to See Yourself as You Really Are by the Dalai Lama. Now, this last book I'm going to talk about fundamentally changed the way I approached life. It changed the way I saw life. It changed 
a huge aspect and a huge chunk of my way of thinking about life. I love this book very much. It's impacted my, my life more than any other book that I've ever read. This book is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. This book, when I read it, I want to say I was about 26, 27. And I had heard about this book because there was a gentleman who I remember hearing that before he, he he ran a, a gym and he said before he would even train any of his potential students, he said they had to read The Alchemist because that kind of set them on the path. And so I always thought that was interesting and it kind of just stuck in the back of my head and floated around. And then eventually I was able to get my hand on a copy and I read it and that book, I read that book in a day. It was so mesmerizing the way that Paulo Coelho writes that book and the lessons that he teaches in that book. It's very, very fascinating. The main, there's a lot of principles actually that go on with this book. The main one that I took away from it is the journey in life that everyone has and the different paths that you're going to take. Um, the book talks about kind of I guess you can call it, you know, someone's goal, someone's dreams, someone's uh, destiny, whatever you want to call it. But in the book, it's called the personal legend. Everyone has their own personal legend that they're trying to achieve. And this book has a story where an individual sets out on a quest to reach his personal, his personal legend. And along the way, all of these events happen, all of these beautiful things, all of these terrible things, all these ups and downs. And before the book is over, there's been so many changes that happen. But one thing never changed is that he never stopped reaching his person, his personal legend, he never stopped. And I think that when I read that, it just sunk into me so much. And it made me feel so hungry for life. And I think that the book does a phenomenally beautiful job of explaining how life's journey can take different paths and just not be what you expect, or sometimes be exactly what you expect. But still, that importance of not giving up and this actually kind of reflects a bit on when I talked a few uh, episodes ago about failure. I talked about how you should never, you know, if, if you ever quit something, you know, you're considered a failure, but you should never, you should never fail at anything, or you should never strive to fail from anything, but learn from it. And I, a few weeks ago, I got posed with the question that says, okay, well, what if you are in a terrible relationship? Or what if you're stuck in a job that's a dead end job, and you don't want to be there? And the only way out is to quit? Like, are you still a failure? And this book kind of answers that question. And to kind of give a little bit of insight to the book, it says that sometimes we're going to be on a journey to get to where we need to be. Sometimes we're going to get stuck doing things that we don't want to do, whether it's a dead end job, whether it's in a relationship that we shouldn't be in. And it's okay to leave those situations. Because at the end of the day, if you leave those situations, it's not really quitting because you don't belong there. You see what I'm saying? So if you leave those situations, 
you're not quitting and you're not failing because failure would be to remain in those situations because you are accepting defeat by staying there and not continuing the, the path to reach your personal legend, to reach your goal. And so the book does talk about how sometimes there is stagnation on your journey. Sometimes there is a change of heart in your journey. And you might have spent years trying to reach this specific goal. And all of a sudden, right when you're about to get it, it turns out, no, wait, here's this other goal that I should really be following. And you have to start all over. But that's okay. As long as you never stop reaching for that personal legend. That's when it as long as you don't stop, you never fail because you're always going to try to learn from those experiences and to gain traction and to advance and to move forward until you finally reach that personal legend. And the book does such a beautiful way of, of explaining that and does such a beautiful way of resonating with people. It's one of the most influential books. I think I think it has like over 10 million copies sold and it's been translated to a ton of different languages. Um, but to me, the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho is such a life-changing book. I highly, highly, highly encourage checking that book out. Go buy a copy. Go go to your library and check a, a copy out. I mean, for me, it really changed the trajectory of my life. And it showed me that, hey, sometimes things are going to be really shitty. But when that happens, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Sometimes you have to change your plan of attack and that's okay. You're not quitting as long as you keep going. And the book does such a beautiful job of explaining and showing that. Another reason why this book is so near and dear to my heart is that when I first met my wife, you know, obviously we met a few years ago. One of the things that we bonded over and we had in common was that The Alchemist was our favorite book. And not just that, but the way she spoke about it was very much in tune with the way I spoke about it. And so whenever we got to know each other and, and kind of had dialogue about the book, I kind of knew, oh, okay, well, she's probably going to be the one. And things that I learned from the book, I could see in her. And so fast forward a few years later, we're married, you know, we have a family expecting another, another little girl on the way and things are just beautiful. And, the alchemist really just for me solidified the importance of keeping movement going forward never settling and just sticking with your personal legend and not giving up you know with whatever that might be and so i love this book dearly it's very near and dear to my heart for multiple reasons and i highly recommend that everybody out there if there's one book on this list of books that i talked about that you read please let it be The Alchemist. I mean, even if you take one thing away from it, it's a very, very powerful, beautiful book. And that would be the book I recommend out of all of them. But if you get a chance to read them all, just to kind of recap, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, How to See Yourself as You Really Are by the Dalai Lama, and The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. So those are my four books that I think everyone should read it's going to improve your outlook on life, how to deal with stress, how to deal with long-term issues, how to be a better leader, just overall, just fantastic books. So go ahead and check those out. Well, everyone, that's going to wrap up today's episode. 
Thank you so very much for tuning in to episode number four. I really appreciate everyone taking time out of their busy day to go ahead and give this a listen. And I also wanted to say that the conversation doesn't end here. So if you all have any questions you may have, any comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you just want to continue some of the conversations over the topics that we've had, you can reach me at podcast at project-fortitude.com. I'm using this platform as a way to reach out to the listeners a little bit more, get a little bit of insight, maybe answer some of their questions. I could even compile a few of the questions and have an episode where I just do a Q&A with the questions that I do get. So again, that's podcast at project-fortitude.com. You can reach me there. Like I said, the conversation doesn't end here. Reach out to me in the email and then we'll keep it going. But for now, that's going to be the end of the episode. Again, thanks a lot. Go out and enjoy the rest of your day. Crush the day and remember to be the best version of yourself possible. Thank you.